still had the impression that those other six cops had thundered up in a surprising hurry. There was something screwy about it, about the whole mess. I rubbed my sore hand and head, sat down on the cot, and thought about Amador Montalba, wondering if he even knew I was in the can. Amador Montalba, licensed Mexico City guide, good friend, fun to be with, and a guy with more angles than a geometry professor. He could get you a date, with a man, woman, both, or neither. Find a roulette wheel, cheap silver, expensive nightclubs, or dim dives, dirty movies, or clean food, and so on and on. I'd met him several months ago, after finishing a case which had taken me to Acapulco. With the case wrapped up, I'd stopped in Mexico City for a few days of rest and relaxation. But instead of rest and relaxation, I'd met Amador, and we'd had a ball for a week. He was half a foot shorter than my six-two and three years under my thirty, with a round young face, a black mustache over gleaming white teeth, and a bland, honest, dissipated expression. With a highball in his hand, he looked like a slightly plastered cherub. Since then, I'd seen Amador once, when he'd made a trip to Southern California. Two days ago, Thursday, he'd phoned Sheldon Scott Investigations, my Los Angeles office, and asked me to fly down and meet him here Sunday afternoon. He had a client for me. Maybe. Amador left half of it unexplained, and his somewhat scrambled English disguised the other half, but I gathered that a wealthy woman named Mrs. Lopez was in trouble and wanted me to get her out of it. Apparently Amador had convinced her I was the guy for the job, rather than a local investigator, but I was to get the whole story when Amador and I met her tomorrow. The only other thing that stuck in my mind from the conversation was that Amador had mentioned the Comunistas. He knew I'd spent quite a bit of time investigating the activities of communistas, or members of the Communist Party, in the States. After fighting a war as a U.S. Marine, I'd begun fighting hoodlums as a private detective, so it was natural enough that I had tangled with communists. Amador knew all that, but had failed to clarify on the phone just what in hell communistas had to do with his phoning me. Naturally, I was curious. But I was even more curious to know if I'd ever get out of this Mexican Bastille. There was a chance I could— a small one. I'd flown in from L.A. Friday night, planning to get reacquainted with Mexico City before starting on the Lopez thing Sunday, and after checking in at the Hotel de Prado and headed for the beautiful Barnic de Ha downstairs in the hotel. There I'd met three pleasant and entertaining people from the States, Dr. Gerald Buffington, his lovely daughter Buff, and a tasty dish named Monique Durand. We'd hit it off well, and I'd invited them out for dinner tonight at the Hotel Monte Cassino. But after that dinner, trouble had started, and I'd been hauled to jail. Just before being shoved back here to my cell, however, Monique had trotted in, and I'd yelled at her to get in touch with Amador Montalba, who was in the phone book. If she'd heard me, and if Amador was available, and if he had about ten sticks of dynamite, maybe he could get me out of this can. A number of ifs and maybes, but it was Amador or nothing. There wasn't a thing I could do now but wait, so I lay down on the cot and let the bugs bite me. Half an hour later, at 7 p.m., Amador showed up. A strange cop brought him to the cell, and Amador stopped outside and looked in at me curiously, shaking his head back and forth and making a clucking sound with his tongue. His black mustache wiggled as he smiled, entirely too happily, it seemed to me. Muy funny, Amador said. I laugh, ha-ha. You on the wrong side, ain't you? Pal, I said, in spite of your perverted sense of humor, I'm glad to see you. Monique called you, huh? Some gal phoned and yelped you were in the carcel.
I figure I have to see it is. He grinned at me and stuck out his hand. I shook it through the window while the cop watched us. Amador was a real nice guy, at least from my point of view. Some might say his morals needed patching, but I figured he was just more uninhibited than most of us. I said, what the hell have they got me charged with? You know, just about everything. What happened? I told him about the brawl with the smart civilian bruiser, the cop, and then the seven cops, while Amador shook his head. He was frowning now. He said, You had to knock out his teeth? You know who he is? This is Emilio, the captain of police. No matter who is wrong, the captain is right. Not so good? Not so good? Man, it's terrible. I can't do nothing for you. Maybe the president could, but not me. He got out cigarettes and gave me one. Mine were up at the desk with all the rest of my stuff, including belt and shoestrings. I hadn't been wearing my gun, not for a